All right, welcome to episode 23 of the Bobbycast. Our guest this week is producer Eddie from the very popular Bobby Bones Show and award-winning band, The Raging Idiots. Hello, Eddie. Welcome to the studio. Hey, this is awesome. Eddie's never been to the house before today. No. Eddie texted me. I don't even know my address. Eddie texted me and goes, hey, what's your address? I was like, I don't know, dude. Is that real? You don't know your address? Oh, like no. Mike had to give me your address. I don't know my zip code. I don't know anything, dude. Dude, I like the place. It's nice. I don't know my mailing address. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a nice place. Thanks. When I grow up, I want a place like this. Yeah. <laughs> It's like Mario Brothers, though, because there are three levels. Donkey Kong. <laughs> or do- Yeah, or yeah, Donkey Kong. A lot of ladders and It's a lot of like, climbing. Because there aren't stairs, it's all just ladders yeah. to get to the next floor. Yes. <laughs> we were thinking, though, because Dusty has to go up and down stairs all the time, because he just runs up and down the three levels of the house, that we ha- I have to find somebody to build ramps down every staircase, like carpeted ramps so he doesn't slide oh, down yeah. them. And I think it'll be easier on his legs. He's 13 now, so... Has he fallen down the stairs? Yet? No, yeah. but okay. he and he doesn't even not like them yet. He gets tired going up and down them all the time. I thought having a backyard was going to be crazy for him, but it's just the stairs. He yeah. just gets tired. But again, in the next year, as his body deteriorates, as he is an old man, I'm going to have to have some some kind of stair thing built. Can you do that? <laughs> Me? You can Why? Because I build stuff. Because you can do you can build anything or I'm break Mexican. into or break into anything. Dude, I can break into things. He goes, well, because I'm yeah, I can yeah, break into. I can build things, break into things. I can uh, fix my car. Eddie can take a credit card and get into any door. Not any door. Just about, I've, ne- I've never <laughs> seen you not get into a door with a credit card. It's weird, dude. My dad used to have this uh, Swiss Army knife, and he would be able to open our car doors with just that little knife. Is it because the car door was so old or because your dad was so gifted with the Swiss Army knife? Because there, there were old cars that we had that I think a butter knife could have started the car. Yeah. I don't, and I think did start the car. Yeah. I mean, this was back like in the 90s. So, I mean, I guess like he's just, he was just good at it. Oh, the 90s. That was his tool. Uh, let's do this. Let's talk about Blue Apron for a second. For less than $10 per meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals. And Blue Apron knows when you cook with great ingredients, you make incredible meals. So they use ranchers and fisheries and suppliers, and they'll send it right to your house. It's a box. You ever get Blue Apron? Um, No, I tried to get Lunchbox Blue Apron for his wedding anniversary, but he said it wasn't a good gift. I tried to give him like a whole year supply of blue. He apron. already gets it though. I know I was gonna pay for it. That was my gift. Oh, but since he already buys it, correct? He doesn't even get it free. Like it's a show advertisement. I know. He still pays for I know it. He does. <laughs> for him. He loves it. He, of course, yeah, yeah. I should probably work on that. Um, you can check out this week's menu and get the first three <laughs> meals for free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com/slash/bobbymills. Mills. Mills. Dude, I, I'm such a, I've listened to all these Bobby casts. Mm-hmm. Bobby you, Mills. You struggle with that Mills. No, no, no. I say it how I say it. Oh, I struggle with having to change it. <laughs> yes. It's, you guys want me to be somebody I'm not, okay? No, we don't. Yes, you do. Just say Mills. No, Mills. Uh, <laughs> blueapron.com slash Bobby Mills. Uh, you'll love how good it feels and tastes. Blueapron.com slash Bobby Mills. Uh, Blue Apron, a better way to cook. But type that. Blueapron.com slash Bobby Mills. Now you're making fun. No, I'm trying. Here's the big disconnect. Amongst our show is we come from a lot of places, yes. but Big all disconnect. of us met in Texas, all the main cast. Yeah. We've been together for years and years and years, and Texas, 
as much as I love Austin as like a home to me and I still live there and they're building us a crazy studio, which is awesome because I get yeah. to go and be there more. So I was always like, please build a studio because I live there and I want to be there more for like two years. They've been promising and finally they're doing it. So, but the thing is, Texas is not the South. There is a difference. No, Texas is Texas. Absolutely. Yes. And so whenever we say things like meals, that's my southern accent. That's Arkansas. Yes. And Texas is a different accent. So is Oklahoma the south? Yeah, parts of it. Man, so it's just Texas. Yeah, Texas. Because it's Texas, its own country. Texas and New Mexico, Arizona, it's kind of like the southwest. Yeah. That's a, it's very much so. Yeah. But Austin is different than all the rest of Texas, too. Because the rest of Texas is... So different. Like, Austin is its own, almost its own republic in itself. Yes. Because nothing else is like Austin, and then you go down to San Antonio, and it becomes more Mexico. Correct. You go to the east, and it's like... Like pine country. Cowboys, yes. oil fields. Yes. Uh, you go up north. Texas is... Well, it's so big, though. Yeah. It's, it's huge. Huge. And that's what I grew up in, like, Texas being huge. So traveling, once we moved up here, is like, whoa, I can go to Kentucky, and I can go to... Because uh, all Texas Georgia? was so big. Yeah, like that's crazy that we can drive to another state in less than like four hours. Another one of my points is you're wearing a, a knit cap on your head. A beanie, Or yeah. as you would call it, a beanie. Correct. Now, I grew up calling it a toboggan, and when I moved to Austin, I was 21, 22, I was told, hey, stupid, that's not called a toboggan, it's called a beanie. Who told you that? Texans. So <laughs> I went in Rome Started calling it a beanie, but it never felt right. Really? So you changed? Well, just, to but, kind no, of just fit because in? I didn't want to start, I didn't want to have to explain myself. Right. That's the way I am with people that say guacamole. Guac. Like, it's not guac, it's guacamole. No, it's not. You or like you guys it. say queso, a queso, and it's queso. Like, no, that's just Mike a, feels that, my pain. That's an <laughs> accent. So, it, oh. That's okay. a different, not a different word. Good point. It's not a whole beanie yeah, to bother. But in Arkansas, we said cheese dip. That's uh, terrible. Now, that's terrible. That I agree with. But no, here's the difference, though, too. Again, difference. In Arkansas growing up, it literally was cheese dip. It was just melted cheese. So it wasn't like, queso. So you would get like craft slices and yes, melt and them? Yes, and My grandma would take Velveeta or we'd take government cheese yeah, that would come yeah. in the box. Yeah. And you would melt it and we'd just take chips. That literally was cheese dip. Yeah. And that's what a lot of Arkansas had because it's not like there was a lot of great Mexican food there. And I moved to Texas and it was queso. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was a struggle of knowing there was a difference. And then I, listen, I changed I fit in. Do you call do you call guacamole guac? Mm, I don't. I don't know. Like, That's one of those where I'll take a side of guac. You say that? I don't think I call it guacamole. <laughs> it's just too many syllables. <laughs> that does sound weird. You're right. I will have a side of guacamole, please. <laughs> guaco. Guacamole. Apostrophe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, apostrophe. Can I get some guacamole? <laughs> yeah, just trying to yeah. think because I really don't know. Another thing is that I, I would. Like my stepdad would say, I would say, hey, what's the state that looks like a boot? What's the state that looks like a boot? The state in America looks like a boot. Down oh, easy. Idaho. No, no, no. <laughs> That's more like a sideways frying pan. Okay. No, no, a boot. It's down below Arkansas. I'm just, you know what it is. It's not a trivia question. Yeah. Oh, Don't Alabama. Be down. No. <laughs> <laughs> Baton Rouge, New Orleans. Oh, Louisiana. Louisiana, right. Yes. Like my stepdad, who's on the show quite often, mm -hmm. does not call it that. You call it Louisiana? In Arkansas, you call it Louisiana. Louisiana Saturday night. Right. And... Another thing is there's the state with all the S's in it. Mississippi. Now, say no, how, I say it like that now. Say how just you say it. Mississippi. Right. That's not how we said it growing up in Arkansas. Yeah. It was Mississippi. Yeah. Mississippi. It's like you cut a whole S off of it. Instead of Mississippi, yeah. it was 
Mississippi. We're gonna go down to we'll go to the boats and gamble. Yeah, like we go to you to know Lake Charles or that's in that's in Louisiana. Oh, Louisiana, yeah. Mississippi. Where were the, where are the boats in Mississippi? Uh, oh, where were the boats in Mississippi? Biloxi. Yeah, but we wouldn't go that far. Okay. Where were the boats in Mississippi? Uh, most of the time we would go to. Uh, not because uh, we go through Southern Arkansas. It's been so long to gamble, dude. I know, dude. It's been so. Do you remember long. you used to gamble so Hard. much? But we would go to Shreveport is where we would. Oh go. yeah, we go to the boats in Shreveport, and then let me call Scotty. In that you're gonna call Scotty now? Yeah. In that Shreveport, Louisiana. Yeah, yeah. Shreveport, Louisiana. Okay, okay, yeah. Um, we used to go to Cachada, Louisiana, Lake Charles, Louisiana. Yeah, Cachada, Shreveport. Um, dude. Scotty and his family are big. They, they, they like to go to the boats. And you know what I noticed about Scotty and your uh, your stepdad? Dad? What they both say? Um, do what? Do what? That <laughs> they means say do what? That, that's like yeah. It's like, like excuse me? Yeah. <laughs> do what? Do what? <laughs> but that's the, hey hey. Uh, we're on the air recording something right now, so I just got a question for you. Uh, okay. When you guys would go to the boats in Miss- Mississippi, where would you guys go? Tunica. Tunica. Yeah. That's right. But when we would go, we'd mostly go to Shreveport. Shreveport. Louisiana. Right. Scotty moved to Kansas City, by the way. What? Yeah, he lives in Kansas City. Scotty, I didn't know that. That's Eddie, by the way, yelling at you. (laughs) Yeah, that's not like him. Yeah, all right. Anyway, (laughs) that's all. All right. right, See you later, boy. Bye. Bye. Uh, Scotty, man of very few words. Very few words. Scotty's my neighbor growing up. Yep. Scotty and I have stayed friends since. Scotty used to beat me up when I was a kid. Really? Yeah, because like he was for fun? two years older than me. And when you're in high school, <laughs> in elementary school. He was your bully? He bullied Yeah, yeah, yeah. For a long he time. He was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Tell yeah, me yeah. this story. No, he lived next door and he was okay. two years older than me. And when you're in fourth grade and sixth grade, that's a significant difference. So Scotty beat the crap out of me. Right, but you guys are like best buds now. Like, yeah, you grow into it. Wow. Yeah, and we had a lot of similar interests. We'd go hunting and fishing. And if you fought today, who would win? I'd kill him. He's much bigger than I am, yes. but I would kill him because I'm in good shape. Okay. He's I mean, not. he may get a couple punches, <laughs> but the, the reason I would win many fights with people my age now is not because I'm a good fighter, yeah. but because I, I'm in good shape, and fighting takes a lot of energy. Yes, you've said that about me. I'll kill you. you yeah. I mean, we should you, try someday. You would probably, but here's the thing, too. Oh, I'm scrappy, though, dude. You're not even scrappy. Like, Eddie, I'll kick Eddie and I you. would be on the golf course. And he would say something, I'd be like, don't, don't mouth off, I'm going to tackle you. And I would go and just tackle Eddie like he was a freaking punching bag, you were just sitting up. Sometimes I would just kind of fall before he even no. touched me. <laughs> <laughs> we were out this weekend, we were playing, we only have, a, here's the thing with the Raging Idiots, Eddie and I are pretty much done after these, these last two shows, depending on when you hear this, we have a couple shows left, one in Vegas, one in Albuquerque, and I thought that we were going to retire. And just call it a day. But then, <laughs> what's the festival? A stagecoach. Stagecoach called and said, would you guys come play stagecoach? And they have, there's the main stage where the big acts play, the huge acts. Yeah. And they were like, you can play early in the day on the big stage, or you can close out the small stage. Mm-hmm. And if we're going to go, we might as well. Because we'll, we'll never go to that again in our life, probably, because right. it's just so far. And we see all that anyway here. Right. It'd be like traveling to Japan to watch an episode of Friends on cable. Mm-hmm. I get to watch it in my bedroom. Why would I go to Japan to do it? So why would I fly out to California to watch all the country acts exactly. that you see every day? But it is supposedly a cool experience. So we chose to play later in the day on the smaller stage. 
But we had planned to not play any Raging Idiot shows next year at all. We were going to call. We were actually going to, you know, wrap it up. And so we're doing that show. But now that people know, I'm getting requests like crazy to do them next year. Hey, if the money's good. We'll do anything. That's not. That, that, no, that's my slogan. <laughs> that's my slogan for governor. No, no, no. no I'll do. Not, I'll do any act yeah. for money. <laughs> Dude, that's gonna that's gonna get you the the governor. Well, I have card. to raise money. I'll <laughs> yeah. do any, big time money. I'll do any act for money. For money. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's crazy that the governor of Arkansas. By the way, I tweeted him, and I thought it was neat. He tweeted me back. First of all, someone from like a press corps or something saw it. He's a pretty close to seventy year old man, and I'm sure he's not reading. He's not my on Twitter. Yeah. I don't know. If he's not on Twitter. Probably not. But I, I, he's probably not reading my tweets. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't even put him in the first tweet. I didn't end up putting him in one later. And somebody said, hey, Governor Hutchinson, respond back. And he did, or someone on his team did. Regardless, the next morning, he called the request line, the governor of Arkansas. That's crazy to me. To me, that's a big deal. I don't know if governors are big deals to other people. I don't know if, if growing up to you, the governor of sure. Texas. To us, governor was big because Bill Clinton was our governor. Yeah. And he ended up being the president. Right. Uh, Mike Huckabee was our governor. And he ended up running for president and being a big national figure. So the governor was always a big deal of Arkansas. And so, you know, I said, hey, I'm going to run. I really am serious about running for political office. I I know know you are. No, I can see it in your eyes. You're serious. It's scary. Are you messing with me? Nope. No, it's scary because I know how serious you are. And it it scares me because that means that you're going to put all your attention on that when this time comes. And then... Maybe, probably. And then that's but it. That's it for me. No, no, no. It's not that. It's, Unless I become the consultant of Mexican I mean, food come, in America or something. No, you can come and do digital stuff and take pictures. <laughs> Thanks. Um, <laughs> but I don't It. I don't know what I want to do. it because I, And I've talked on the podcast before. Like I want to give the presidency a run. Yeah. And so if I'm going to do the governor thing, I probably need to do it in the next eight or nine years. And one thing you always said about the presidency is that you kind of feel like you need to be young while you're – going to yes. be the president i not, think that there should be an age limit not on the bottom side of the presidency right. on, the, on top the top side because i think if you if you're over 65 you shouldn't be able to run for president like let's just go ahead and cut that you shouldn't be because because you're just not you, thinking straight two things one you're, you're just too old and you're probably a little senile and you're probably not in touch with reality and, and it's not that you are right then but let's say in four years, and then if you if you have a decent term in four years, you go eight years. Yeah. So here you are, you're 65, you get in at 66, you're 74. A 74-year-old's <laughs> making a lot of decisions Big difference, yeah. on everyday Americans. Most of them are way below 74. It's just weird because in history, we look at the presidents and they all look really old. But that's the thing with our country. We get so stuck into these patterns yeah. and these traditions that we think we have to stay with it forever. Yes. So instead of there being... It being 35, whatever the minimum age is mm-hmm. to run for president. There shouldn't be a – we should just have a law in America that says you're an adult. That's it, period. So, and you get all the adult things, all the adult options. So 18-year-old president. If you're 18 and you want to run for president <laughs> and you want to serve in war and you no. want to buy alcohol and you want to buy cigarettes and you want to gamble, sure. if 18 is the adult age, then it's just the adult age. Now, will we vote an 18-year-old in? No, probably not. Probably not. No. Will we vote a 78-year-old Hillary Clinton in? No, probably not because she's not. too old. Sure. Um, I mean, she didn't win at 70, so probably, yeah. she probably won at 78 either. Because in reality, it's kind of the same thing, an 18-year-old and a 78-year-old. Like, Absolutely. That, that was my point. It really is. And at least with an 18-year-old, they can grow positively into it. Now, yep. an 18-year-old will never get elected. No. 
They because just won't because they're not smart enough. I know a lot of 18-year-olds, and they're not smart. But what if one comes along that is these 11-year-olds that graduate college, right? Yeah. And they get to go to MIT because they at 11 are smarter than people at 40. What if someone comes along who's 18, 19 years old, and they really are at a level that none of us were even close to at 30? I mean, should they not be in consideration? Do we have to wait until they're 35? Again, it's point oh 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 one percent There's right. even a chance. But I do hate that there's an age limit on the young side and not the old side. Yeah. I just feel like me, mentally, I'm never going to be there. Like, I'm never going to look at an 18-year-old candidate or a 19-year-old candidate and, ba- and say... But did I'm you ever gonna... think you'd look at a reality show host and go, that president? No. That's my point. Until it happens, you don't know. It's true. You just don't know. And that's why I think that... I don't think I can win the presidency, but I think I have a shot at it. I think if I... any Anyone that can get to that point of running is in the race. And, yeah. it, and the whole key to being governor or president is just get in the race yeah. and then see what shakes out and happens. So you think if you make it to you know, the election, mm-hmm. like if you're a candidate. I think if I were a candidate in two years. In two years. Yeah. You think that if you don't get the presidency, if you don't get uh, elected. Let's just go governor first. Okay, governor. Yeah, sure. Like how far will you have to get for you to think that you made it? I, I did enough. I got it. I tried hard enough. No, I would have to win. You just keep, you just keep going? Yeah, I don't think Keep I'll, running? And I probably won't win the first time if I run in two and a half years. I, probably, I don't think I'm going to run in two and a half years, by the way. There's a chance. Thank I'd goodness. put it up like 15%. Not a high chance. Yeah. But let's say I, I have two and a half years on this contract left with, with iHeart. And I hope to God I sign another one. I love it here. I love the show. I love every, the, the listeners. But if they say, hey, listen, we're going to go in a different direction. Instead of going over to one of these other companies that want to hire me, I would probably just go step out and go. That makes sense. I think I just want to run for politics and change my course of my life. And I don't say this jokingly. Um, and I, I don't have a party. I really don't have a yeah. party. And I, because I've never felt – I felt that. And I know you eventually you have to get one if you want the money. That's the problem. Yes, to get donors and they want supporters. and Because that's who All wins. of it. And you have to have a platform. Yes. Yes. However, that's this has showed us that, unfortunately, it doesn't matter now. Yeah. There aren't any rules. Someone just broke all the rules. Love him or hate him, what, he just broke all the rules. And it's shown you that you can break the rules and still win. Sure. Well, I'm just saying in, in past, like the independent. No, never, you don't because no one really supports has a you. chance for yes. the most part. But this, Donald Trump's not a real Republican. Right. He's definitely not a Democrat. He used to be. He used to be a Democrat. He's had like three political parties. <laughs> I think he just found the the least past path to resistance and, and and went for yeah. it. And so it's <laughs> crazy. He and I don't either. And I'm on both sides with the different issues. Mostly on the social side, I would say I lean liberal. Not all, but most. Yes. On the, the way you live side, your life. Yes. Like I, if I have zero problem with gay rights, I think if you want to ha- be gay, dance gay, kiss gay. Gay, gay, gay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's yeah, yeah. just gay yeah, it up. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, can't get enough of it. I just think people should live their lives. And who am I to? I'm not judging you. Right. Gay away. Thank you. You're welcome, Appreciate buddy. That. I'm looking at you when I say that. Yeah. Why that. are you looking at me? Um. And so, <laughs> that being said, uh, you know, I also have guns. Yeah. And think you sh- people should be able to have guns. And I don't think they should have bulletproof vests. But I, if, I just am not on one side on anything. Yeah. And the, but but I say it uh, socially. I lean on the liberal side. Not all of me is liberal on the social side. But then on the fiscal side, like the money part of it, I grew up really poor, mm-hmm. and I've made to this point. I've been pretty successful by myself. And it's like, man, government. 
you know, I did a lot of work and I struggled for many years to get to where I'm now. And you're trying to take like almost everything. Mm-hmm. So I also would be a Republican if you looked at me from how government comes into our lives yeah. and works in our paychecks. Yes, and financially. So I don't have a party. I don't have anyone that I identify with. But at the same time, I'm still for programs that help because I was on those programs. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for, as we mentioned earlier, government cheese, I know that's a joke people use. Sure. I had that. If it wasn't for welfare, I had that. I, someone like me wouldn't. Anyway, I'm going to run for office. I don't know when. And if they said, hey, you know, we're considering maybe not even having your show anymore. Or we want you to take a pay cut. I'd be like, you know, I'm good. I'm just going to go run for office. Like, I'd be completely content and happy with it. But if they do offer you like to renew a contract. I would contract, love to. I love it we're still it good. Here. Yes. It's not a renew. It'd be a new contract. Okay. I love it here. I do not want to leave. But if the option was this, and let me tell you, there have been other companies, other platforms that have come and said, hey, when's your contract out? We'd love to hire you. I don't think I'm going to do that. Yeah. I want to go and run for office if I don't do this. This is my home. I've been with iHeartRadio. The company's changed name, but since I was 21 years old. Really? 15 years. And through cha- big changes, and I've always loved it. And people will give it a hard time, but I, I've, they've always been so great to me. And Bob Pittman, our CEO, has been the greatest to me. And Rod and Tom Paul, all these guys have been, I have nothing bad to say. Yeah. At times awesome. it's so it's big. It's so rare, too. It's so rare. And at times it's so big that sometimes you get lost. The, the benefits of working for a big company are that if you're successful, you're really successful. Sure. But if you're not, then you can get lost in the shuffle. Yeah. And, you know, when we first came over, and, and this will get back to a story about you and I, but we first came over to Nashville, a lot of people were upset with me because there had never been a nationally syndicated morning show in the country, in the format, ever, mm-hmm. ever. So here I am, this guy, who people just go, okay, here's this guy coming. Here's this guy coming from hip hop coming yep. over to take You're our young. country. He's boy, he ain't even old enough to run for president. He's trying to be- <laughs> And so they don't know they don't know anything about me. Yeah. Right? They, they really don't. They just know what's on the, the service. So here I come over here and what sucks was it's business. It's not me. I didn't go, hey, I'd like to take over the jobs of eighty people. But if morning girls weren't performing to a certain level and they were making too much money or there were a lot of these things, they had to make business decisions. And theirs was to find somebody and put them in the spot. And whomever it was, because it wasn't me. I didn't even know the job existed, by the way. Until it was offered to me, I didn't know it existed really. And then I was like, of course. I picked this after I knew because they gave me options. Do you want to stay and grow your syndication in Top 40? Do you want to go and do alternative in L.A.? Do you want to do? I was like, I want to go do. I want to move to Nashville and do country because that's where the, my long term future. That's why I'm most comfortable. And so, um, yeah, f everybody, man. Basically, no. I do. I remember that start too when when that was happening. When you know you would gain a we would gain a market or whatever, and they, we would find out that a, more, a show that already existed got moved or imagine let go, we whatever. did it at first. It was forty, dude. People. I remember you would struggle with that. It I would just sucked. be like, oh, it feels terrible, man. Like these it, guys, they're not gonna have a job, or they got or they got moved, moved afternoons. to afternoons or whatever. And that was okay-ish because yeah. they didn't get cut. Sure. And the company that I work for now is so much better about that. Back in the day. Under a different regimen, mm-hmm. it was like cut, goodbye, peace out. Yeah, and you know what? That's still business. Sure, it is. And business ain't about hugs and kisses. Um, but now with the company, they really nourish talent. And if if there are you know radio people out there that hate iHeartRadio, it's because they don't work for iHeartRadio. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's really it. That's true. Um, 
but now it's most of the time, a lot of the times, if it's a, a show that's been there for a while, they move them to the afternoons. I still get to their full show. Matter of fact, I'd love to do afternoons. <laughs> oh, dude, can you imagine sleeping God in, waking dang. up at a normal hour? I'm going to end up dying early because of the schedule. For sure, way. you've gotten ears taken off of For your sure. Life. It's like. you've been doing this since you were, what, 20, 21? I can Mornings? My, yeah. <laughs> I compare myself to an NFL football player, which is hits to the head. Yeah. You're going to die early. Yeah. You're just taking hits to the head, know what you're doing. You're going to have some fun right now, but you're going to die early. Problem is, I'm not even having that much fun right now. <laughs> <laughs> Problem. But I hate it. I hate waking up at 3 a.m. Are I, you still tired all the time? All the time. I'm exhausted all the time. Yeah. And part of me doing like 80 jobs is that, one, I just have to continue to prove I don't suck. And two, listen, there are – uh, let me let me time shape this and let me person shape this. I got a buddy of mine, okay? Okay. He went to a concert. Uh, it's been like eight months ago, and I feel like I can tell this story now. And this concert's up in the Northeast, and he ran into a program director for another station that isn't an iHeartRadio station. And I'm, I'm on stations outside of iHeartRadio, too, yeah. but that I'm not on the station, and I'm not in the city. And he's like, hey, uh, you know Bobby Bones, right? And my friend was, yeah, but the other guy was drunk, the program director, really drunk. And he's like... Uh, yeah, he's so like one of my good buds in the program director. Says, I'll do I'll do a, a lunchbox voice as the as the program <laughs> okay. director. Okay, right. he goes, yeah, I know Bobby. He goes, hey, I hate that guy. He's like, why? He goes, he just comes into our format like like he knows everybody. I've been trying to be friends with Kenny Chesney for four years, <laughs> and he comes in, and all of a sudden, him and Kenny are buddies, and he's like calling them and stuff. That's horse blank. And my buddy's like, no, but. I think if you knew him, you would understand, one, who he is and where he comes from. Yeah. And two, that really there isn't anyone that works harder at having a diversified portfolio. And, and he's like, oh, I hate him. He's a real pain. He's, nobody likes him. He's like, who else? You say nobody, who else? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you name like, anyone? No. no. <laughs> Kenny Chesney probably hates him. <laughs> Kenny probably just fakes it so he can get it. I remember, though, and the thing about Eddie and I, we were – Eddie was uh, my TV producer for – that's how we met. Yes, we met. And it wasn't even like we bumped into each other. Like you were literally working the TV station. Yeah, and they assigned us together because you were you were kind of working on your intro to talent, TV talent. Yeah, I was probably 23 or so. At that point, so. right? Well, I'd done news for a bit yeah. at a college, and I hated it. And yeah. I learned, did it in college, but I didn't do it anywhere else. Yeah. And I would do local little things for like Fox and the mm-hmm. local. But I was like, I want to do every, something every day. Yeah, and this was like a music station, and and you had auditioned, mm-hmm. and they I did, and they they picked you, and then they kind of teamed us up to work together. And we did a music TV show. We did every day, every day. We shot at eleven a.m. on the rooftop after, for after your morning show. I would leave radio and go over to the TV station, and Eddie and I would work. And then from that, we did a late night talk show yep. for a while, and. Um, then that ended. Eddie and I got fired. Except Eddie got fired. I haven't. I still haven't been fired to this day. Really? They never. You the still only, get money from them? No, no, no. Oh. But the only way <laughs> I'd be messed up. The only way that I knew that I, I was not working anymore was Eddie called and goes, "Hey, mm, I got fired. I think they closed the station." And I was like, "Really?" He's like, "Yeah." So I'm gonna go look for another job. And I was like, "What do I do?" He goes, "I don't know." I was like, "I don't either." So. <laughs> No one ever called me from that TV That's station. That's crazy. Ever. It was a weird shutdown. They had just kind of called us in one day and was like, all right, we're shutting down. That's it. It was like a network that was trying and didn't make it. Yeah, they had a, a bunch of investors. And I remember there were like maybe seven or eight solid investors that were putting money into this 
this project. A lot of Dell money. A lot of Dell money. Yeah. And, and they had kind of showed signs of like slowly a couple of investors pulling out. So we kind of had an idea. But the, when, the, when that stuff happens, the day that it happens and they come call you in and say like, that's it, your job's done. Dude, well, that's a crazy feeling. Like, what do you do? Like, I did not prepare for this. I don't know what to do. And you, you had a job. This mm-hmm. was your side. That was your side gig. So that was scary. And I had just, I had just, I guess, Junior, my eight-year-old, now was one then. I remember Eddie coming up to me. We were on the rooftop. And he goes, uh, my wife's pregnant. I was like, what the? Holy yeah. cow. That's what I said, too. I was like, what the? You can never have a kid. You're not going to ever be a good dad. Dude, <laughs> You're crazy. That's what I thought, too. I, I remember the drive home when she told me, like, come home. I got something to tell you. And I knew what it was. Uh, and that drive home, it was, like, in my head. Like, you know those movies where someone's drowning and they, like, start flashing back their whole life? Yeah. It's, it was like that. But I was looking forward. Did you know what she was telling you? Yes. Tell you? Oh, I, I knew exactly what she was going to tell me. And so... Um, but it was like looking forward though, and I saw my life just like going from like you know young dude who Don't played music blink. to like little league to like changing diapers to just my whole everything to me pulling my pants up to my chest and yeah. going to Home Depot How'd every she weekend. Tell you that you're having a baby. So she called me and said, "Hey, so I I think you need to come home. I took a test." Oh, so you... Wow, was, she gave you the test? Yeah. So she basically told you right she there. She did without telling me. What if the test, though, was... Not. Then yeah. we would go get some... What if it was pop like... Pop the champagne. No, 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 no. The I'm saying, milk. like, what if it was like an AIDS test? Oh, God. Why would you say that? No, I'm just saying it could have been any <laughs> kind of test. What do you mean? No, got, I don't think she called and said, I took an AIDS test. Come on, no, tell you what happened. All I'm saying is, if all she said was test... My brain works different than yours. Yes, it does, obviously. You're a very, you're a very positive person. And yes. you're like, I was she like, told okay. me to come home and take a test. And it, for me, I'm like, take a test. No, it was... Did she have AIDS? No, no. She had already talked about you know being late and all that stuff. So oh, we kind of okay. had an idea. All right. So <laughs> AIDS test. I'm just telling what's you. What's wrong with you? That's what's wrong with me. My, me, my brain. It always goes to the bad part. No. It was... If there's a crevice in negativity in my brain, it finds it. I've worked in the last year and a half of change in that two years and really pointing it in a positive direction. 85% of the time I can get that way, but sometimes I just go back. Into I got these... you. It's that, that wasn't that bad, but I mean. Dark spots. <laughs> I go to the dark spots. Dude, so, so you thought that I was going to be a bad dad as soon as you. No, it was just, you were just nuts. I was, wasn't ready for that. Yeah. I mean, but who is? No one. That's the thing. I don't that's what I found from out. everybody that I talk to because I don't have kids. You're not mentally ready, emotionally ready, financially ready ever. So it's it's been it's been years and years for me to realize that. But I love it, man. It's the best thing in the whole world. It's crazy. The Eddie Junior's eight, about to be nine. Mm-hmm. And I just remember the day you walked up to me and said, "My wife's pregnant." And I was yeah. like, "You got to be kidding yeah, me!" I know. You are, and now you've got two kids. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And one of them was an Austin born. And then That's Junior right. Junior's when a Nashville I, born. I was there at the hospital. I forgot Amy about that. Amy came to watch the baby. I watched Junior. And I, came to to watch the, and I came to deliver And you came it. to deliver the baby. Yeah. I was in there when they rolled Eddie's wife in with the new baby. <laughs> you were. And I asked if you wanted to hold him. Nope. And you were like, nope, I'm out. It's, I'm going to tell you why. The same reason I don't hold fine pieces of art or expensive watches. Because you want to buy them? Nope. <laughs> Because what if the 1% chance I drop the thing? It ain't yeah, worth it. No, it's true. I would kill you. It ain't worth it. Like, I don't want to t- 
I'm out. Like, yeah. what am I going to do? I'm like, I'm like, oh, that's cute. And it really <laughs> yeah, would be. It's not cute. But what's, if I, anything happens wrong, it's on me. It's true. Insurance purposes it's like say your don't no hold the win. It's like your no win There's theory. There's a no win like for the me. national anthem. Yep. The national anthem. It's a no win. Right. Nobody ever remembered you saying it. Correct. And if you do good, okay, cool. Get out of the way. Let's yep. let the game start. Thank you for that. But if you do bad, it's all over the internet. Yep. And it's like, this is the worst human ever. It's a no win. So if they ever ask us to do the national anthem, we say no. Oh, yeah, mostly because we can't sing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's, that's for sure going to be bad. <laughs> I wonder if we're the worst singers to ever turn it into quite the enterprise with the Raging Idiots. Probably. It's probably us and Chase Rice, huh? No, oh, dang. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, that guy's fine. Yeah. But, he, you know, his is, he's a you know, good-looking dude. Yeah. You know, it's not like he's going to be vocalist of the year. And he plays Cruise and everything's all right. Yeah, but he doesn't go up there and act like he's trying to be the best singer. Right? Right. Listen, what I've learned about any sort of performing is it's just confidence. It is. And you know, now I'm a confident person on stage anyway. But you know who I learned like musical confidence from and not worry about messing up was Lindsay. Yeah. Because she'd be like, nobody's paying attention anyway. It's true. If you mess up, who cares? It's true. I remember at the beginning when we were playing, we'd mess up and we'd make a deal out we're of like, it. Oh. Like I'd look at you or you'd look at me and be like, we're like "Come on, man. What are you doing?" And it was just Eddie and I. We were playing restaurants. <laughs> it's like a little awkward for people to watch that, but Dude, God, we we would call on. each other out like on stage. Sorry, That's Eddie. Eddie Sorry, did that. guys. I messed up on that Eddie one. Eddie messed up on our two parodies that we and the rest of it. Were, I remember we went and played Austin once. For like we played for like three. Hours. They wouldn't let us stop playing. <laughs> they just didn't stop us. And it was. And we played and it's everything no, that we knew. This is like three years ago when yeah. the band first started. And this isn't – this is the first carnation of the band. Now I'm going to say we're really good Yeah. because we surround ourselves with fantastic people. Mm-hmm. If there's a Raging Idiot show, I would tell people now – and I ask, I tell our bosses, come, come. Used to I'd be like, stay away. Yeah. Now it's like, come because you're going to be blown away because of, we know how to do a show now. Mm-hmm. And neither one of us – have and by the way, I say I don't have lead singer disease. I don't have to sing even half the songs. I don't care. As long as people are having fun, I don't care. But Eddie was impossible to get him to sing. Period. And you're the actual good singer. Well, yes, but because I played guitar and I didn't want to sing. That was your job. When it was just us, but two, I didn't care. But I, I was get like, it. I was like Eddie. I have no issue with you singing. Right. My matter of fact, please sing. <laughs> no, I get it, but it just felt like if I was going to sing and play guitar, then you were just going to stand there and dance. I was good. I was fine with that, though. Yeah, no, I felt like to me, it's, to it's like the radio show. I don't have to be the person all the stories are about. Right. Matter of fact, I like it whenever Amy's got great stuff. You yeah. got great stuff. I have. I don't have uh, host disease where everything's got to be about me because actually I like it for someone else to have drama. Me just to comment on it. <laughs> right. That's kind of my yeah. favorite thing to do. Yes. Um, so you're yeah, you're good at that. That's. Yeah, that's the weird thing about the Raging Idiots. And we played Tampa this last weekend, and 3,000 oh, people showed amazing. up. It was packed, and it was a fantastic show. And the weirdest thing is, I know every show they're going to get on Instagram and be like, mm, I don't know if that was worth the money. But they're like, that was the greatest show ever. And I'm stunned by it still. Me too. I really am. And I think it's so cool to hear people still that haven't seen the show say like, yeah, I wonder what that's about. Like, I, I just don't get it. I don't get what you guys do, really. And then you listen to them after the show, and they're just like, okay, I get it. Or the husbands that come with the wives. That's my favorite. And they're like, oh, hey, I don't even want to be here. Because look what, meet people before the show. and be like, I don't even want to be here. And you can tell she drugged the husband with her. Oh, Mike, it's obvious. There's just like... There's they're like, bitter. And by the end of it, he's a bigger fan than she was. He's like, oh, that yeah. was awesome, man. Or he'll tweet us and just be yeah, like, like oh, sure. I didn't know who you guys were. I loved <laughs> it. Never listened to the radio show. L- loved it. Um that that's fun. It's been a fun run. Do you have Do you have fun? Not, still, not not so much anymore. Really, it's okay. 
I just am not. I will say this: I have improved as a singer about five hundred percent for sure. It's just a. It's like anything else. Yeah, you just, practice. You're doing it over and over and over. You're going to get better. Because at first, I had no idea how to sing, and now I'm, I, I've hit the wall of how good I can sing. Yeah. But I have more confidence, and I kind of know spots where I'm good, and when to back off, and when to get you know out. You're not going to hit it. And what songs not to do, and yeah. to give over to you know Lindsay or Natalie yeah. or you or, um, yeah, it's fun. It's it's but, funny because we don't talk about this stuff. Like you and I never talk about like, hey, how was that show? Or like, did you never do? We it. don't. Mm-mm. We just we just kind of do it, and then we move on. Yeah, it's like okay, good. but but it's interesting because I like I've always wanted to know like you still having fun? You still tired? You tired I'm, or I'm over it over right now. It? Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, I was excited about these last four shows because they were fun shows. Like, yeah, I couldn't wait for that this second leg of the Florida run, like the Tampa show. Was mm-hmm. gonna, I knew it was going to be awesome. Um, I can't wait to go to Albuquerque. That's going to be fun. Me too. Because it's sold like crazy. Yep. It means the people there are passionate, and so that's going to be fun. The Vegas is fun because people in Vegas. They just turn out like crazy. They do. If the people are like, if there's a ton of people that want to come, yeah, I'm pumped about it. Yeah. If it's a struggle and there's like 1,200 people, boy, how jaded are we? There are artists that would kill to have 1,200 people. I know, but we we just it's like a ball, you it's know. A, it's and been a weird snowball. It's been a weird snowball, and when it when it gets smaller, you're just like, wait, what's happening? It's like, like I didn't do this to to, <laughs> to be an artist, right? So right. if we're gonna go backward, I'm just going back out. Yeah. But I, I've become tired and. The whole and I like our band a lot. Yeah, but it's just a lot of people. It is a lot of people, and like, I'm having to manage a lot of people, dude. It's just crazy because we've really just started with three of us: you, me, and well, Justin. Just or, me and you on the stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just mean on the road now. And then Justin would drive us around. Yeah. And honest to God, when we went to Tampa. I looked at the, the the amount of people that were with us. There were 15 of us. It's 15, dude. We bigger roll, than we any artist in deep, like we're, an entourage. 15 because it was Eddie and I. Mm-hmm. Natalie Stovall and Nikita, that's the front four. Mm-hmm. And Brandon Ray was playing guitar and singing too. So there's five. Our drummer, Moffat Brown. Our bassist, Ryan. There's seven. Yep. Our background singer, Ahmad. Again, who's just, who's just our trainer? It's <laughs> just our buddy. Like, this is the our same way the radio buddy. show. These are all just our friends <laughs> who are like, hey, come out on the road. Let's make a show. There's eight. <laughs> Justin the Suit is nine. Yep. Tim, head of security, is 10. Mary and- Forrest, my manager, is 11. <laughs> Zach, who was doing video mm-hmm. videography, was twelve. Mike, Mike signs again, just a friend Merch. who lives in Dallas who comes tells me, uh, was thirteen. Yeah, who else was there? I think that's it. We're forgetting people because there were fifteen people with us. Fifteen for sure. Yes, because I counted them. I was like, we're fifteen. Oh, what you counted us to? I think so. I don't we're, think you counted us. Regardless, too, <laughs> there were a lot of us. And so, I, I think for me, it's like the sound checks are hour long. Yeah, you know it's what, just dude? Tired. It's just Fridays. Tired. Fridays are hard. You wake up at three a.m. You don't go to bed till one. And you don't recover. And and Saturday night you're doing it too. Yep. And then tra- Sunday's a travel day, and you're back on the air. Yep. I mean, basically, it's like twenty eight days on, mm-hmm. and two days off. It's weird because I've always dreamt of this. Like, but you dreamt of it without doing a radio show all morning. Correct. Yeah. I dreamt of it not having a full time job. It's been, but, but awesome. I'm not. I'm not complaining because that's why we do it. That's oh, yeah, why yeah. we're able to do it. And I love them both. As much. Like, they're just... Oh, they're, I love the radio show more. You do? I love the radio show the most. I love doing stand-up a close second. Yeah? And, and then, then the Raging Idiots? Third, yeah. But the Raging Idiots stuff, is, it was just something that came out of nowhere and just got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. But what I love about Raging Idiots is that on the radio show, we talk and people listen, but we don't see them. 
Raging Idiots, we get to meet and see the people that we talk to every morning and to have them like come back and say, hey, you know, like I loved it when you said this or I love it that you're always about this or whatever. Like that's cool because I remember the first time that happened, I didn't even realize you're flying across the country to go oh, play a like Raging Idiots people. show. It's and like, they're yeah. real people you listening see the real to people us. listen to the show. That's been a really great part of it because, again, it puts you – but when you go back in the studio Monday morning – You know who you're talking to. You realize to. that it's real faces instead of just walking in out of a studio. I love that. That's been a big part of it. Yes. Uh, but, yeah, I'm ready for a break. Me and too. that's why next year we were going to – I say break as I go on a full stand-up tour. <laughs> yeah, dude, you're about to get like... January through. But, I, but again, there's no sound check. Yep. I don't have a band. And you're not rolling with 15 people. I don't have to, you know, band members to pay. I'll, I mean, it's just so much less. Yeah. And I find more satisfaction in that because there's not a ceiling for me in stand-up. I'm growing. I'm writing. I don't have to sing. I can tell jokes yeah. and come up with things. And, and that's what I'm much better at. So anyway, all that. I don't know how we get in that layer, but um, I can remember Eddie and I being on the golf course in Austin. And I was like, hey, dude, um, I'm going to move to Nashville. I'm going to do a, a show, a national show. And we're going to go do country. And Eddie and I, we, our thing was, even before this, we would drive around, put it on iHeartRadio or back then Pandora. Do people even still listen to Pandora? I, I never hear people talk about Pandora. So. I don't. I mean, really? Does anybody even talk about Pandora Mm-mm. anymore? Um, and if they're, if they're listening to Pandora, shout out. But... Um, <laughs> I, Shut up. <laughs> before iHeart was big, it was even Pandora, and we would put it on the 90s country station. We'd play Name That Tune all golf, all for four hours. Oh, long. yeah. Because that well, when was, we were driving, we would do that. That was our favorite kind of music, like the 90s and early 2000 country. And to be quite honest with you, that phase of like 2005 to 2012, we were like, this kind of sucks. <laughs> I just didn't know it. So, we have, you know what? Mostly. We knew the good, good stuff. Yeah, the huge stuff. But it just wasn't our cup of tea. Mm-hmm. And so, like mo- most people our age, our glory days was that nineties, early two thousand. Yeah, the Garth McGraws, McGraws. The, even like the Sawyer Brown sure. that weren't as big, but had you know a few big hits. Martin Chestnut, all of that, right? So we, Eddie and I, were on the golf course one day, and don't let's not say what song it is. What I won't, I won't say. And I was like, I really want to do this because I feel like I can influence a format. And so we go and growing up in Arkansas, that's what we had was country. And I was an alternative kid too, but and hip hop kid later on in my day, like high school day. But we were listening to the song and it was on the big 98 in Nashville. And we were like, this song sucks. We can't move to Nashville and do this because this song sucks so bad. I just remember thinking like, how are, how are you going to do this? I don't, I didn't know. And for a minute I thought about not doing it because the song sucked so bad. It was played on the radio. <laughs> and I was like, Eddie, I don't know. I don't know right now. If and we, and to be fair, that song I don't hear. No, ever. never, like, never. Just never gets. But played. it is by a big artist now. Yeah, it's a big artist that everyone knows. Yeah, yeah. But this that song, song never, never gets play. played anymore. Really. And this artist now is makes really good music. Yeah. yeah, which is ironic. Yeah, it makes really good music. And my, you can guess we're not going to answer yes or no. Yeah. I see your wheels turning. Mm-hmm. You can who try, you, dude. Who would you think it was? That's by do, by saying that you don't have to guess the song because you won't know the song. Luke Bryan. Nah. 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 Um, <laughs> we're we're good to say no. But yeah, we we're good to say yes. Yes. So you can't guess anymore because if it is yes, we're not going to say. It. Right. But there was a song and it was playing. We were listening to iHeart. Yeah. We were playing the University of Texas golf course. Yeah. Right. Um, no. Yeah. No. No. We were at, at the your, your club. Gray Rock? Gray Rock. Where were we? Yeah, we were at Gray Rock. Man, I used to play golf. It's crazy. Every day. So, so every day, and I haven't played in years now. But I, that's when I had time back in the day. Yeah. And if we didn't have time, we made time. Eddie would leave work and lie. <laughs> 
And he'd be shooting news and be like, got to go cover his story. Guys, I got a story to go cover and I'd go play golf. 19 homicides. See you in uh, four hours. Come back. It was a non-story, guys. Yeah, it was, never mind. It was fake. Um, but we heard this song and we were like, this is terrible. I don't know if I can do it. And we talked about it for a bit. And we would listen and it was like, let's just go and see if we can kind of be part of how the direction it's going while keeping it somewhat the same. And because even I know, and the people that annoy me the most are the people that are like, well, that ain't country. Just because it's said every single generation of music. And there are things that I don't understand. They're like money. I don't know anything about money, right? I don't know nothing. Anything. I grow up poor. I have people now that I just trust or they know what to do with my money. And so, but people will say, you know, they'll be talking about money and blah, blah, blah. And I'll make a comment like, wow, that's stupid. Really? I don't know anything. <laughs> when someone goes out in country, I go, okay, well, they're stupid about that. Like, yeah. I have money. They don't understand that if it stayed the same, it would die. Yes. Because if it stayed exactly the same, Correct. if people were like, well, I like my country, like Merle, and I like my, if it stayed exactly like that, it would be like the sawmill in my town. My town is dying because the sawmill's dead. And eventually people age out of it. Yeah. And people would age out of the format. And they would, the same people would like it. Nobody knew would come into it. It would be very few. Nothing is regional anymore in music. Mm-hmm. And the reason the country was so regional in that southeast and the California side was because there wasn't the ability to get it out. Yeah. And it's weird to me that older people struggle with this because I would think that they would – they would have have experienced all the changes in music before and seen it, like Cash and Elvis. Like Cash, yeah, like all, all of, of that. The, the Beatles, even the, even the '70s stuff, the Zeppelin. The, yes, everything had to evolve nothing. to become what it is today. And we even had to experience hair metal as pop, as pop music, not even as rock, but as pop, as yes. pop music. Yep, for things to change, and grunge had to come in and like. So when people go, "Well, that ain't country," I automatically think they're dumb. About that subject. They may be yeah. brilliant about something else. I only have money, and I'm like, well, that's stupid. Why would you invest in that? I have no idea what I'm talking about. Like I, and, was, it, was it an apple? And, and it's some, an apple. And someone can look that? at me and go, okay, you're really stupid about this. And maybe I don't think I am at the time, but I, I am, right? And so when people go with that in country, I go, okay, you're just not yeah. intelligent on how popular culture sure. works. And if you want country music to die – as a format, then it, it will stay the same. I do know what they're saying, though. Uh, they, they're you saying understand? that they don't enjoy the direction it's going. Correct. There are sometimes I don't enjoy the direction it's I going. I agree. And I'm like, this sucks. Even on the air now. Some of the stuff we play sucks. Yes. But I also understand that the market dictates the format. And that's just a business part of it. If you want to hear someone play an acoustic guitar in a barn with a cowboy hat, you can find that. Yes. And if you it's want available. Willie Nelson, go listen to Willie Nelson. It's available. If you want Merle, there's a ton of Merle out there you can have and download. Somebody told me, uh, I don't even remember who it was, but that we were talking about the Raging Idiots and, and I was talking about how bad we are and I don't know how we got this record deal. How and bad how we were. Like, how we were, yeah, yeah. And, and how we got the record deal and all that. And I remember them telling me specifically that's the beauty of this format is that there is room for everything like it's not about you think you're bad, but obviously you're good because people are listening. Well, there's to something it. that something that resonates, right. right? And so they were just saying that's the beauty of it that like some people may not like it, but somebody does, and that's the beauty of it. There's room, so much room, and you don't think of it because I think you made a, a a comparison one time about like there being room. 
Oh, what I said. We're on the road. Yeah. This is where what, this were, was. what were you saying? Wait, I, I said country music is turning into top 40, not musically, because top 40 changes too, always. Top 40 is always changing. Yeah. Boy bands, uh, hair metal, yes. hip hop had its top Sometimes country. Sometimes country. country big time, mm-hmm. right? So what I said was country is turning into kind of a hits country format, meaning you're going to have the top couple traditional artists. You're going to have the top couple new age, uh, this sucks, but really it's kind of catchy, yeah. you know, pop sounding country music artists. Yeah. You're going to have the top kind of like bluesy country artists. Like this, and that's what the country format's going to be, a bunch of sub formats. Yes. And the main country format is going to be the, the winner of all the sub formats at the time. But there will be room for everything. Yes, and there'll be breakouts. Yeah, and there'll be sub formats. You've already already seeing that with these older sure. formats. Like Cumulus has Nash stations that are not old people. Mm-hmm. You know that we like, like yeah. the '90s people, and they're old now. We've we even started st- mm-hmm. the Icon, you know, yeah. stuff. So you're seeing sub formats. But anytime you hear someone go, "Well, that ain't country," just realize they're an idiot about music, <laughs> and they are really hoping the format dies. Yeah. Because you know what? It's not the country maybe that you're used to, but just because you're not used to it doesn't mean you're right. And I've had to understand it by myself too. Just because I yes. feel it doesn't mean it's not it doesn't mean it's a universal truth because I feel a way about and it. And that's how we started. What? And that's changed. Thinking that way. With country. Before we got here, we had no idea. Oh yeah, we were like, this sucks because we're this is not We had no idea and now This this is not Shenandoah, we're out. Come on. Now I love it. Now I'm like choosing country music over other genres. Yeah, me too, sixty five percent of the time. Yeah. Some of it really sucks. Yeah, and some, some of the of artists are really awful people. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, but, we know, but only we know that. Yeah, that's true. Yes. But there are some really good people too. Correct. But yeah, some of them are real dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I like this radio show. Oh, the thing is, our bosses don't even listen to this. I know. I, I can is... say whatever I want. Like, people don't, nobody listens. Like, I mean, our like listeners you just listen. Said the D. Oh, that's not a bad word. Okay. Dig, 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 dig. Yes, it is. In my house, it is. You shut that mouth, son. <laughs> oh, sorry. But, yeah, nobody, especially I want you to get like more than 25 minutes in. No. no ain't no boss list. 25 minutes so. Ain't no boss list. That's, that's the point where they just yeah, drop. I know like, they, they, drop, they drop at like eight or nine. But let's say that they're on a run or something. You know, they ain't running All more than right, 25 minutes. Let's do this. What so, are we talking about? The mother. <laughs> <laughs> Man, let me tell you about this guy. We were out. We were playing Tampa this last weekend. And. Uh, Brandon Ray, who's done one of these before. And let me tell you, that guy can sing. Yes, he can sing his butt off. <laughs> he doesn't have a, a deal yet. And I think it's he's got to find kind of his a song. Everybody needs yeah. a song. And so he doesn't have a deal yet. But when it just comes to singing and playing, the dude's phenomenal. He's even good at, you know, t- taking on a crowd and like grabbing them and just getting them to sing every word to a song. That's hard. And he's good at that. He uh, and you, you should listen back if you haven't listened to the Brandon Ray Bobby cast. Like he's really, really good. And so he's also someone that I didn't think I would like. That's funny you say that. Because I didn't like him at all for about 30 minutes. I was like, I'm never gonna like this guy. He wears hair gel and jean jackets and <laughs> and he's got like a faux hawk kind of yeah, thing. And I was like, This is not the kind of guy I would wow, I'm in love with you as Dude, a friend. He's one of my favorite people in the world. Me too. It's crazy. Like text with him. I don't I basically you Lindsay, <laughs> Amy, Brandon, Amy less and less. Oh yeah, um, Brandon. Just because she has, she's always she's in busy. like Haiti or yeah. some third world she country helping going people. On. Or, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's so. I lo, anyway, love Brandon Ray. This is the story. So we're on stage, and Brandon Ray's wearing this Alan Jackson T-shirt last weekend. <laughs> he was he was so, so proud, proud of. of like he was. I and I don't know why, but Brandon was like, 
okay, everybody in the crowd. And remember, there are 3,000 people in this <laughs> theater. And there aren't screens. No, it's just the stage. It's just the stage. So if you're back behind row 20, you're probably not going to see a shirt anyway. Right. If you're in the upper deck, probably not seeing a shirt. And he's, not, he's doing his song. And you he, introduced him. I was like, like hey, everybody, I wanna, wanna, uh, one of my friends who's been playing guitar, here he is, Brandon Ray. And Brandon Ray is kind of like the uppercut. Like, we've been killing them, right? <laughs> we've been having so much fun during the show that Brandon just kills them and sings his yes. brains out, right? Yes. And he's like, do you like my Alan Jackson shirt? And the crowd's like, yeah! And he's like, who loves Alan Jackson? Yeah. And they're like, yeah! And then he goes, I got a little song for you! And then he hits it, and all of a sudden, this starts to play. And we were like, why is Bon Jovi playing? We were like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, Brandon, I said, you gotta, st- hey, stop, 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 stop the music for a second. He stopped him. I was like, Brandon, stop playing for a second. <laughs> He's like, yeah, what's up? I said, you can't get people going by, who loves Alan Jackson? <laughs> and then play Bon Jovi. Yeah, and he said, he well, goes, but well, they liked it. He goes, but they like it. Let's let them vote who they like more. And we're like, no. No voting. First of all, we don't want a crowd to vote for or against Alan Jackson. Right, let's start Or for or against Bon Jovi. We just don't want that. We're just there to have fun. So I say, hey, we're in Florida, too. I'm like, they're tired of voting in Florida. You know, I, I feel like no one got that joke. You know, it, it was in the... I got it. It wasn't even stand-up comedy. Dying. No, it wasn't. It was just the show. Right. <laughs> And so he plays a song and he kills it, and the crowd sing it everywhere. And then at the end, I'm like, "Dude, you got to play Alan Jackson now, just so people don't get angry." Oh yeah. And so we played Chattahoochee. We tried to play Chattahoochee. We try, We played Chattahoochee in like a really low key because we didn't. We'd never done that song before. So he starts singing. Is just like. Away down, down yonder on the Chattahoochee. <laughs> like, this is terrible. And then just after stop. the show, it was like, who wants Alan Jackson? Yeah! Here's a little song by the Beatles. We're like, wait, what the? <laughs> you all see my shirt? Do you see it? Do Everyone's you like, rock? no, I don't see it. Yeah. This is Alan Jackson. Do you love him? Let me hear you say yeah. Yeah. All right, here's a little something now by my favorite band, Lit. <laughs> That 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 dude lit is awesome. You know, Do you remember our long our long argument over lit? Yeah, over my head. I'm in over my head. But yeah, but you're singing some forty one. No, I'm singing lit. Okay. Do you have it? Play uh, it. I have both of them. Let's so, settle no, no, this no, no, ten years is, from now. There's not something to settle. They both have a song called Over My yes, Head. Yes, but the song I was singing was lit. Okay, but the song I was singing was Sum Forty One. <laughs> And we we're like, who sings over my head? And we got into a huge fight over it. I think we agreed to disagree on that one. But no, no, no. They both have a song. I know. I know. Do you do you argue a lot? With who? Everyone. No. No? Nah. It, if people want me to, I do. I get paid to argue, so I don't care. Oh, I got you. I got I don't, you. I don't, I, I'm okay. done. I can also hear I got nothing to say. Okay. And Lindsay and I talk a lot about music. And it's never argument, though. It's just discussion. Yeah. Because that was a long argument, that lit but there, one. But there was, my, my argument was, there is no argument. Because they both have a song called Over My Head. And my argument was I was right. No. Because, no. because I originally sang the lit version. And then you said, nice, dude, some 41 song. I'm like, no, it's lit. You didn't sing it very well then. I'm in over my head. Like some 41 to me. Some 41 is over my head. Yeah. See? Uh, no, still. Sounds like lit to me. Here's lit. No, that's some 41. You see the screen. <laughs> no, I did yes, not. Did. I don't need the screen. Turn that around. This is called Over My Head. <laughs> And this is a song that I know, and you're singing over my head. 
Uh, one thing that Eddie, the reason we dated so long is because of music too. We did. That was yeah. how we fell in love. Your favorite band, Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam. My favorite band since. Let's do this. I was a kid. Let's do non-country and then country. Okay. Favorite. Let's go. Stay out of country. Don't put anybody country in your top. No list. country. Top three artists, non-country. Go. Pearl Jam. Number one. Number one. Pearl Jam. Okay. That's kind of it's a, a weak song to a weak put in song. there. That's not but, even their song. So, but but fair. I mean, I'm not one of those guys that like says like, oh, I like Pearl Jam, and I only like the song that you don't know. I like them all. Like Better Man's probably my favorite Pearl Jam song. That's ever. my be- favorite Pearl yeah. Jam song. See, that's why we dated. I mean, Better Man's awesome, dude. Yeah. It was on uh, Vertigo, Vir- uh, uh, Vitology, Vitology, and yes. Bugs was on Vitology. Bugs, I got Bugs. So, Better Man. Funny story, dude. Dude, this is so new. We're like, I love geeking out over this stuff, and my kids hate it. And my wife hates it, but this is what I do. Better Man was written by Eddie Eddie Vedder, who's the lead singer of Pearl Jam, in his first band. Oh, Temple of Dog. No, before then, it was called Bad Radio. Oh. Do you know Temple of Dog was um, Pearl Jam without Eddie Vedder? Do <laughs> you don't know that? It's, <laughs> it's like Pearl Jam with the Chris Cornell yeah. and Soundgarden drummer. You know that? Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, so it was a song that he'd written way before Pearl Jam, and three albums in, which is Vitology, he's just like, I got this old song, like, we could bring it back. This was the only one of Vitology that made any difference yes. for people. They did win a Grammy, though, for Last Exit, I think, or or, or Drop the Need. Is there a song called, uh, what's this song called? They, they, they won a Grammy, I think it was like a pity Grammy. Because of an album they put up before instead they of had one? Pu- oh, they had put up like great albums, like 10 and verses with all of these awesome songs in it. I mean, Last Exit was on. It's not Last Exit. It's, uh... Well, anyway, it doesn't matter because the record as a whole wasn't that good. Oh, Spin the Black Circle. Spin the Black Circle. And, and everyone was just like, what is that song? And that was their first and only Grammy, and they were just like, what? For a record that really wasn't right. anything. I, right. I love Better Man, though. Better Man's my favorite song ever. All right, ever. that's it. Uh, favorite band. Now give me two. Um, I'll go Bob Dylan. What a poser thing to say. Why? Bob Dylan sucks. To you? Bob Dylan's good. Bob Dylan to me is Tupac. And you and Tupac sucks. Tupac culturally humongous made such a difference culturally. Uh, no, and I like Tupac's music better. Than, and Bob Dylan stuff's good. I just Bob, Bob Dylan mu- sonically. Mm-hmm. I'm not into Bob. I haven't read his book. I love Bob Dylan's story, and I love the fact that what Bob Dylan did to the culture of music and how he changed, and he went from unplugged to plugged. And everybody hated his guts. Yes, so interesting to me. Yes, all of it's so interesting. His music and ju- I have National Skyline. Like I have the record. Yes, the record record. Good record. To me, I just am not into the music of Bob Dylan. Really? That much. Yeah. See, I love that stuff, and I love his older stuff. Uh, this this folk stuff that like he did like before this is the, when but he this went is electric. the stuff that I like yes like I like the hits these were this like was pop Rolling Stone this was pop in the sixties like I'm such a poser with Bob Dylan yeah that this is what and this is not even what you like like I like knock knock knocking on heaven's door yeah that's and older I, stuff. and I also like Guns N' Roses doing I it. like him acoustically doing like don't think twice it's all right kind that's of stuff. why you're cool. And no, I, I'm not. That's just know, what I like. I say cool as a compliment. You're cool because you. I don't think. Co- I don't think you call people cool as a compliment. I, if you're a genuine Bob Dylan fan, you're Dylan. cool. <laughs> I am. Meals, okay. Bob Dylan. In Arkansas, we call him Bob Dylan. I do think that's cool because you you like Bob Dylan's yes. music, and I love the fact that I live in Nashville now, and I, you know, he spends so much time here, and he changed his sound here. I'm not into it. All right, I get it. 
I get it. And I think a lot of people are, and it gives Bob Dylan a bad name. A lot of people are posers that give Bob Dylan a bad name. It's like, I love Bob Dylan. And I'm like, hmm, name a song that's not a hit. Uh, how about uh, the times they're changing? No, <laughs> no, still a hit. That's still a hit. Yeah. So I respect that you're a Bob Dylan, a literal Bob Dylan yeah. fan. Now I'm a I fan am. of what Bob Dylan did culturally, and again, changed a lot. Everything like, but again, his music to me just isn't that big of a deal. Yeah, it's like Mozart. Like, awesome, awesome. Cha- cha- does not suck. Change the game. <laughs> Doesn't suck. Yes. Just not into it. I Understand it. the you. importance. Tupac. I like his music a little better than I do the than the other guys. But Tupac culturally was a big deal, and he yeah. changed the game. Yeah. So um, Bob Dylan to me is Tupac. Okay. Okay. What else do you? Have? I'm gonna give you my number three. Go ahead. And that's that's Jimmy Buffett. Uh, now, now, Buffett, now, he could be considered country, but he's he, not. because Margaritaville was kind of like a Nashville hit, but he's not country. But Jimmy Buffett. And these are all like cha- these are all periods in my life too. Like this was huge for me. Oh, just the all Jimmy Buffett stuff. Cause I lived kind of by the beach a little bit, and that was like my beach phase. All yeah, the music I love, water. Phases. You do love water. Yeah, that's fair. And, and you I, love Buffett. But Eddie and I went. I took Eddie to watch Jimmy Buffett at a charity event once, and it was there's probably 400 people there. And Eddie was on top of the road, and I was like, I'm so bored, dude. I was like front row, just jamming to every song. And I'm and here's a uh, Jimmy Buffett story. So I've actually. Met and hung out with Jimmy Buffett, like on a. Pers- I don't like. I don't like this story on a personal level. I actually hate this story. And he's super kind. And I, I don't dislike Jimmy Buffett. I don't dislike Bob Dylan. But I'm saying, as as far as like big fans go, I'm not. Yeah. It's, uh, their music, like I like cheeseburger in paradise. Paradise. Like that's fun to me. Yeah. But I wouldn't realize that myself. Oh come on. But I went and I met Bob Dylan. Oh, no, 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 no. You did not. Be, that would have been cool. Whatever. I met Jimmy Buffett and. Super kind and was wearing. Oh, like, dude, see this. Hold on. What? This is like pulling the veil. Like this is like revealing the veil behind the like Wizard, Wizard of Oz. Oz. Yes, know, I don't like this. You want me to run the wizard? You're ruining the wizard here. But it's just kind of something that you told me once, and I was like, I didn't want to know that. So I went to and Jimmy Buffett, me, a friend and I, uh, and I, a friend who knows Jimmy, was like, Hey, let's go hang out. Jimmy Buffett's here, he's hanging out. So we went back, and he was in his hotel, and we hung out for like an hour and just chit chatting, and he was wearing. Pretty much a suit and a button-up shirt and nice shoes. And my buddy was like, I, don't, I rarely see you like in these kind of clothes. He goes, oh, I wear these clothes all the time. I just put that stupid crap on when I go on stage. And Eddie hated that story. Like, I was like, what? He wasn't wearing flip-flops and a Hawaiian shirt? He wasn't. Eating sponge cake. He wasn't sponge cake with a margarita? He wasn't. Ah, oh, dude, that's so heartbreaking. But he was really nice. Yes, if and that matters. He's really rich and stuff. Oh, and, like type in Jimmy Buffett net worth. I get it. I get it. It's just Jimmy Buffett net worth over under hundred million. A hundred million? Yeah, a hundred million. A hundred million over. Jim, oh, I think over too. I go over. Uh, Jimmy Buffett net worth going to Mike D, our producer. Not too much, but over. Yeah. Oh, I say is like close to half a billion. Really. Just guessing. Dude, that's a lot of money. What do you got, Mike D? It is. Jimmy Buffett net worth on Google is? 400 million. Wow, 400 dude, million. you're right. He's almost at half a bill. Yeah, not half a billion, not a bill. A bill's 100. I know. Well, oh, yeah, a billion. Dude, that what? And God, that's crazy. He's got all those restaurants too, I guess, and beers and. And probably stuff we have no idea. Probably, you're that's right. The thing about rich people, they invest in. The, most rich people are rich because they're smart. Yeah. 
or because when their parents gave them a bunch of money, they also gave them people that were smart. Mm-hmm. And so they had money, all kinds of – the Ashton Kutcher Airbnb story was interesting. He was talking about um, well, he was how he stayed in Airbnb for it. But then you realize he's also a huge investor of it, and that's why he's talking about it right now. Ah, trickery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a smart, smart guy. Though. Yeah. Uh, my top three artists of all non-country. Time. Do you know my number one? John Mayer. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not even close. It's just, it's just John Mayer. It's just John Mayer. It's just John Mayer. And this Continuum album is my favorite. Just, it's just John Mayer. And anyone that goes, you know what my favorite John Mayer song is? Your Body's a Wonderland. I'm like, okay, you're not a John Mayer fan. Because no real John Mayer <laughs> yeah, fan. This is the jam. Turn this up. I'm not saying this is not the jam. Oh, dude. That, if, when I think John Mayer, I think this. Okay, so it's your Bob Dylan. This is the first artist in my lifetime. That I felt like was actually speaking to me through songs. Wow, really? Ever? Like I always that song? just lo- no, not no, not your body's a wonderland. <laughs> that song's stupid. I thought it was cool when it came out. That, okay, that song never hits my. That song never touches. It never touches my ears unless you're like, play your body's a wonderland. <laughs> never. So you never listen to it alone never. in your, your room. Never. I'll put on lots of stuff. Okay. But he is a couple years older than I am. But he would like say things, and I would be like, wow. Like that's my that's me that's what I yeah. say that's my inner voice talking. Yeah. That was the first time music ever felt like me speaking, ever, yeah. and it was weird. And that's why I stopped this train. My favorite song is because it's like the whole song's about stop this train. I want to get off. Like life's going too fast. You know, I don't want it to. I don't want to get any older. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm so scared of getting older. I'm only good at being young. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh Dang. my god, that was me. Because forever. From 21 to 28, I was like this phenom radio guy yeah. who was doing things that people didn't do. And, I, and, and again, now I'm still younger than 99% of people at this level. Yeah. But still, but I'm not. Are I'm you just, still scared of getting old? I'm just getting, uh, just, no, I don't think so. Yeah. The only weird thing is, and it's not weird for me, is I can have kids till I'm 70. That's true. And I'll have kids, but it's like, if I get to be 50 and I don't <laughs> have any so kids, weird. right? But, yeah. but I'm like, you know, I want kids. It's, I can't find a 50-year-old female Correct. to have kids. So I guess I got to go get a 22-year-old. Yeah, and that's just what you have to do, unfortunately. I mean, it sucks, I mean, right? gosh, it's terrible. Yeah, but and, and again, and hopefully by then, <laughs> and I'm in a great relationship now, and hopefully yes, it works out, yes. and I'm not even scared of talking about it in that way, but um, that's the only thing that's weird to me. And then if I'm the 50-year-old guy with a 26-year-old girlfriend, then I'm a creeper. Right. But all I want is a baby. Right, that's all you want. I mean, I'm just trying to have a baby, you know? It's all good. Uh, my, right, Mike D? Yes? <laughs> all right. Uh, my second favorite artist in country of all time? Uh, I'll go Foo Fighters. Although I've seen them more times than anybody else, except for John Mayer. No, yeah, Counting Crows. Yeah, for sure. Counting Crows, for sure. For sure. And Eddie and I have a mutual love for Counting Crows, except mine's just a little more mutual, because I kept up with them while you quit. Oh, yeah, you did. You know newer stuff. Yeah, Eddie and I went... And we watched Counting Crows, and for seventy percent of the show, we sang every word, every song. We did that. Their even their tour manager was like, "Guys," he was like, "I've been watching you all." He's like, "You really are." Well, here's what happened. So the tour manager comes over and says, "Hey, I was told because my manager knows is owns part of the Counting Crows management, right?" And so he comes over and goes, "Hey, I was told if you guys want to go meet the band, be cool. You guys go meet Counting Crows afterward." And I was like, mm, "I never want to meet my heroes. No. Never want to meet." And I met him too. I was like, "No, I'm good." I, it wouldn't matter. I just don't want to want to meet him, right? And and I met John Mayer, and you know what? I'm good. Yeah. Like we, those experiences weren't pleasurable. Sure. 
And but I'm cool they're, with that. I can separate them. Yes, I can absolutely separate. It's the just fact weird. Of, it's weird to meet people in their work environment. And it's also weird to meet people because you love them for something and you don't want to dislike them for something else because yeah. it makes you dislike them for that too. Yeah. So Eddie and I are at County Crow singing every song, and, and they'd be saying, "This is from my last record." And I'd be like, "I'm gonna go get a beer," <laughs> and I would sit there and just sing away. I'd know, you know. Uh, but County Crow is my second favorite non-country okay. band. Ah, oh, it's your third now. Foo Fighters would probably be four. Okay. Is, so, it, is it something close to Foo Fighters? No, not really. But I love Foo Fighters and Chili Peppers okay, and so that stage of my life. Um, no. No, 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 no. Um, mm. Oh, Ace of Bass. There it is. Hit oh, it. that one. <laughs> I saw the sign. I opened up my eyes. I, I saw, saw the, the sign. All oh, that makes me think of was Nikita. Are yeah. they from Australia? I don't know. I have huh. no idea. Dude, well, how would I know All that? that's Ace of Base. Ace of Base. See where they're from. The Netherlands or Australia? They're probably not from Australia. The, dude, if you, if you nail the Netherlands, that's crazy. I haven't thought about them in forever. Well, yeah, I mean, Ace they haven't of Base. done anything in forever. Yeah, but they're amazing. They, I remember when they came out. You know what? Ace of Base got me into that. Remember when they would do those Columbia House? Uh, mm-hmm. You buy ACDs for a penny for and a they penny? keep sending them to Ace you? Ace of Base was in that. Sweden. So close. Same area. So close. <laughs> yeah. It's like going Nashville, but you mean Memphis. But to be fair, you covered a lot. Australia or... Well, Australia, I just threw that out there because of Nikita. I would have guessed the Netherlands. Though. <laughs> like, if I was betting money, I'd have went Netherlands. Yeah. Because that was my... I read this book called Blink. It's about your gut yeah. and how it's smarter than your brain. And what when you get a gut feeling and gut reaction... It's Weird. really all your brain and chemicals all working really quickly. Is that true? Oh, the book's fantastic. Really? It's called Gut? It's called Blink. Oh. <laughs> but it's about the feeling you get in your gut and how gotcha. it's most of the time stronger than your brain. And your gut reaction isn't something in your gut. It's Weird. your brain doing it quickly and precisely. Weird. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, no, go ahead. Okay, uh, number, uh, number one. one give, me, give me a, a hint. The single person. And aside from Garth Brooks in studio, it's my second favorite live performance thing I've ever done in my whole life. In a radio environment. What on earth? Mm-hmm. Billy Ray Cyrus? Mm-mm. Oh, give me another hint. Uh, known for an instrument, but not a guitar. What on earth? Do you know who it is, Mike? Yeah. You do? You do? I wonder why your mic's not working, Mike. Yeah. Do you know? Are you on three? I have to push buttons. Four. Oh, you're on four. Yeah. Oh, I turned you down a long time ago. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he's been in our studio? Uh, not, no, you not didn't here. say that. Not here in not Nashville. Not here. Yeah, not here in Nashville. Oh, Ben Folds. Got, got it. it. Got it, got it, it, got it, got it. Have you seen him here? Like, have you met him? No, and you know, I've, there's a funny bit. So Ben Folds is my third favorite artist, and I love Ben Folds, and I mean, I could play you a hundred Ben Folds songs that I just think are fantastic. Like, did you like Ben Folds 5? Absolutely. Or, or loved him. What did you like better? Uh... There, it's you like, can answer this. It's don't, like, what kid do you like? No, don't cop no, out. No, Just no. answer it, though. It, I, that's the real answer. I like Ben Folds, and obviously he was the main, even in, like the force yeah, behind Ben but Folds. But it was five. different kind of music. Yeah, he takes it down a, a notch at ben, times with Ben Folds. And yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like yeah. sad stuff. So, but Ben Folds is Ben Folds. Yeah. So I just think he was doing the same thing that Ben Folds 5 was like, I'm trying to paint to other people for the same stuff. Mm-hmm. But if I and there were only three members, or was three? It? Yeah. yeah, that always confused three me. Three members of the Ben Folds Five. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, Ben Folds came into the studio and played whatever song I wanted. I remember that. And, and I, I wasn't there. I was but like, I whatever you song about that. He said, "I'll play for an hour." To tell me. He said, "I got a cold, so I'll play like the first minute of any song you want." And he didn't know I was a super fan, so I was calling it like album track. It was like, "Anyways," and he was like, "Okay, dude, uh, what a song! You got it." 
<laughs> oh, the dog freaked out. Sorry, Dusty. And so, any weights, any weights, any weights. So, yeah, Ben Folds is third. And the Foo Fighters, I love. Yeah, so I've seen them. Four. Yeah, I love them so much. Uh, if you go to country. Country. Now, are we doing current or oh, all we time? Have, we do all time. All time. Okay, well. And that's hard to do a three of all time. I'll go first okay. because Garth Brooks is my favorite. Yes. I have said that 100,000 times. And so um, there's not even any Garth Brooks here on my, on my screen. But um, my favorite Garth Brooks song is If Tomorrow Never Comes. Mm-hmm. So Garth Brooks. Boy, then it gets tough. It gets really hard if you're doing all time. I mean, because that's including the greats, the legends. Oh, and think about you know, that. Johnny Cash and And it's Willie such a poser stuff. thing to say Johnny Cash. It is, but if you truly like it, but it's he, not. I'm not, I'm not going to say it. I respect it, and I have it all. Mm-hmm. And I have records and B cuts, and I have all of it. Mm-hmm. Because my grandma made me listen to it. Because he's from Arkansas. That's a big deal. When you're from yeah. Arkansas, other people from Arkansas are a big deal to you. John Daly, yep. Johnny Cash, uh, Brooks Robinson. Mm-hmm. I can go through the people of Arkansas that got out. <laughs> Damn, dude, that's crazy. <laughs> and it's like that; those are huge deals to yeah. us. And so my grandma would tell me about Johnny Cash being protested because he wasn't country. Yeah, and rock and roll. He was rock and roll, and people were like, "That ain't country." And and it was just crazy to her because even to her, it was like, "Yeah, that's kind of rock and roll," but he's from Arkansas, so he's so obviously he's country. country. Yeah. That being said, I I'm just not gonna put it there. So I'm gonna go Garth Brooks. And then I'm probably going to go Randy Travis. Wow. Because of my grandma. Okay. Because You all listen to a lot of that. A lot of Randy Travis. That was probably her favorite artist that wasn't Johnny Cash yeah. because he's from Arkansas. Mm-hmm. So it was Digging Up Bones. It was, you know, Deeper in the Holler, Forever and Ever, Amen. Last night I mean, I just found my grandma so much. I set it on the table and I talked to it till four. I read some more love letters. Oh my goodness! This is like you know how you get that feeling. Yeah. I read this book once. It's called "It's Not It's Not Right It's Okay" or something like that. It, man, it's all right. It's okay. God, my therapist gave it to me. Forgot the name of it, but it's like whenever you hear something that Brings triggers up. something as a kid, mm-hmm. yeah. for that split second, it's the same exact emotion and feeling you had when you were a kid. Isn't that amazing because your brain works and it's that same, puts out the same chemical it did from that time. Oh, that's so cool to me. So when I hear Digging Up Bones, I think of sitting on my table learning how to play Rummy with my grandma. And she would play Randy Travis Digging really? Up Bones. Oh, man. Yeah. And so, yeah. And on the other hand, I mean, all that. I, I love that. And sometimes I'll take nights and just do that with my, with my player and listen to old songs oh, just so I can have those memories again. Yeah. I count the reasons. Yeah, man. I could stay with you. Crazy. And that reminds me of like... My dad had a jukebox that he yeah. bought when we were younger, and all these records were in there. And like, I didn't know half the songs, but we just pushed numbers and whatever played played. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy, man! Makes me kind of like sad. Uh, my third favorite country artist, and happy. My grandma raised me, so it's crazy to think about her. Um, probably Lindsay L. <laughs> Get out! Stop it! Come on! Stop it! <laughs> Said, well, What's wrong with you? Things, things change. Okay, you're going all time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Lindsay. Lindsay, Let's yeah. Go. Times, <laughs> cars, break down in the middle of nowhere. And ain't another pair lights around. Man. All right, can I do my list? Well, Starting with I, one. I, I didn't do Who's your one? Lindsay. Lindsay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all time, right? 
Uh, All time. Man, when it gets to third, because I didn't, I didn't think about this before we start talking. Third. I love the Travis Tritt. I got a bad taste in my mouth with the current Travis Tritt. Yeah, and yeah. Pe- people say he's a real dick, too. We're not you, talking about them. I know. And that's why it's hard for me to say this, because notoriously, he's apparently not a good person. I don't know this. I didn't know that. I either. got in a fight with him on Twitter, a yes. huge one. A huge I saw fight. that. I saw that. Crazy fight. <laughs> and so, I don't hold it. I don't have a good, but people are like, you know why he's, you know, he wasn't invited to the CMA 50th anniversary. If you notice, he wasn't there. Mm-hmm. He's a huge deal. He, I mean, Travis Tripp might be my third favorite country artist of all time. He's got a lot of songs. And I canceled him. Something I didn't talk about in the air. I canceled him on our show. Yeah. After our Twitter fight, I just silently said, hey, I know you're coming in, but I'm going to not have you in. Yeah, it's awkward. It, uh, business. But it, I like that you stand for it whatever been, you stand for. It would have been awkward. Yeah. And so, but you know what? Probably Travis Tripp at number three. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's, dude, I think that's cool. It's I think, separation of yes. person and music. Because this is the music that we're talking about. And you know what? Travis Tritt wasn't country back then. He wasn't? Rock and roll. Was he really? He did songs with the Eagles. Really? But when the Eagles weren't really considered country. You're talking you know, about like Take It Easy when he, he did, did that? He did a whole, uh, yeah. I mean, he did, uh, let's see, Travis Tritt. Well, obviously, it's great to be live as a quarter, call somebody who cares. Yes. Uh, I mean, Trump, TR, Country Club, I mean, all of that. But I'm going to be, oh, dude. I'm gonna be somebody. Yeah. One of these days, I'm gonna break these chains. That was that was a jam too. Take it easy, man. God, so many big songs. Um, but yeah, he was considered a little too rock and roll at the time. Interesting. Which is crazy. It's so of. crazy. Yeah. yeah. I haven't heard. I haven't even thought about this song in a while. Bobby played his guitar on the hard side of town. God, I'm going to be somebody. So good. I don't even know if they wrote these songs. Because now half, I'd say half the artists don't write their own songs. Yeah. I remember when I found out that like George Strait or a lot of Garth stuff, he didn't write. And, and hardly any of George Strait stuff did he write. I mean, maybe like two songs. <laughs> Where it was for me, the moment that I realized that country artists didn't write their songs, because you just expect people to write their songs, Yeah, was seeing Miranda Lambert on the CMAs before we came to the format in the house that built me one for song of the year and she didn't go get the award Yeah, and somebody else like, did and I was like wait Miranda Lambert did, it's about her house how did she not write a song about her house not her house but she didn't write it yeah. she had I mean someone gave it you I know? know that was definitely eye opening for me too Yeah, and like I drive your truck Lee Bryce that was, mm-hmm. you know, when we first got over here I was like oh because Lee knew and it was like no not only did Lee not write it and I'm friends with the person who did write it, Jesse Alexander, one of the writers. Yeah. She also wrote The Climb of Miley Cyrus. We're on the ACM board together, which is a whole different subject. But um, Lee Bryson, he was, it was actually offered to Dirks first. Really? And Dirks turned it down. That's, I can totally see him doing that song, too. Oh, yeah. Right? Because mm-hmm. it's almost got the same he, feel as, the, as, as I Hold On. And it was such a big song that it would have made Dirks a superstar faster. And Dirks is just now getting into superstar territory. Yeah. It made him a superstar a lot faster. Wow. Didn't quite work out for Lee because Lee doesn't have superstar quality about him. It's hard to see Dirks as like barely getting there because I feel like he's been grinding so, for so long. Because he has. I mean, he's been I grinding remember, for 16 years. Yeah. And he's got tons of number ones. But he doesn't have – he hasn't. He does now. Now he's well, he's on the cusp of that sure. AAA. When you're playing arenas like Bridgestone and Nashville, mm-hmm. that's it. You're and doing I, it. And I like Dirks a lot. And he's found his sound and his style. He found it. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome because he's a good guy. But if Dirks would have had I Drive Your Truck, like Lee doesn't – I don't even – he wears his hat backward and wears – I mean he's like a, a chubby Eric Church, just not as good. Man, the chief? You're comparing uh, him to the chief? I said not as good. Eric Church is really good. So good. And the only reason Eric Church can be quiet and be mysterious is because he's so freaking good. Yeah. 
Although I was surprised he was doing the halftime show. And you'll probably hear this after Thanksgiving. Yeah. I did think that was a little hokey. The Cowboys game. I thought it was a little hokey for him to do a halftime show. Not for anybody else, but for Eric Church. Let's see how he does it, though. I hope he does it in a box and you don't see him. <laughs> he stayed mysterious. He's just in the box. Yeah. Because Eric Church is the guy who puts out a... Uh, does a whole concert tour with no opener. Yeah, but um, he may be changing because now he's doing furniture commercials and stuff. He's got his own furniture line. That's true. He's, you know what I mean? He's cheap for lazy boy. He's, <laughs> <laughs> he's coming out of the box. All right, top three country artists of all time. All right, number one, Garth. Okay. For sure, life changer. We're, we're there. Yeah. And number two, George. Really? Over Tim? Yeah, over Tim because... because you're from Texas? Well, George is just a big part of me growing up. Whether I liked it or not, it's just what everyone played and what everyone liked. Quintessential George Strait song for you? Mm, oceanfront Property. Mm. I mm. got some... Oceanfront Property in Arizona. Yeah, it's a good one. I mean, George, there was just so much. And I remember my brother and I would work in like fields and stuff in like, um, the ranch. And my brother would just blare George Strait all day long. And it's like, that's when you talk about memories. I saw like, George Strait bashing country radio a couple days ago in the yeah. news. It was him and Jamie Johnson. They wrote a song together that was about giving the finger to country radio. And that's I was like, what Jamie Johnson does, right? Yeah, he's a nut. Um, like he bashes? Yeah, he's his thing. Yeah. And good for him. And he's mm-hmm. a great artist as far as an artist. But you have to be a great artist and you got to either be smart yourself on how to strategize or have people that strategize for you. To do both, like you have to do, have it, uh, and he's. I don't. I don't. I think he lacks on the other side, because he's a great singer, great artist, wonderful. Right. I mean, all he just is not easy to be around. From no, I've never all the indicators, mm-hmm. and there are many of them, but don't know him personally. But George teamed up, or so they did a song together. They wrote a song together. And George put it out, and I like George. George has been super nice to me. I met him. Yeah, had him. But they were like, "This is a middle finger to country radio because they won't play us." And and great if you feel that way, that's fine. <laughs> Um, however, then I hear a commercial for George Strait on country radio asking people to buy his record. And I'm like, wait, I thought country radio sucked, but now you got to use it to sell your record. Yeah. Like, Hey so, buddy, let's, let's stay on the same path here. That is kind of weird. Uh, country radio oh. sucks. And, then on our, and on our show, it's like, Hey, it's George Strait. I got my new double album out now. <laughs> and I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah. You just said it sucked. So. Well, well, maybe there's a difference between what he has to do and what he really wants. You need a team around you. And George is in his sixties now. His team can guide him. Yeah. And it... Yeah, and that's interesting because at his age, you know, he's really not too hands-on, is he? Um, I think when you're that successful, you just expect that regardless... Because you've been successful for so long. I think you saw this with Garth last record that nobody played. Yes. Was that Garth was surprised. He was like, well, I can't just come back and people yeah. care. Nope, you can't. You're a legend to us. And we will always love you for it. And you're going to sell shows out. And you are the man. You are a legend. You are Mickey Mantle. Yes, but... But you're not Mike Trout. Wow. That had to have been really hard for Garth. I think so, and he came back and he nude up his sound. Yeah. And nude up a lot of things. Not all things, because mm-hmm. you're not Garth. It's a weird line to walk. But, you know, George starts like, radio, middle finger. But please, I'm going to get on the radio. <laughs> please buy my record. Yeah. So the hypocrisy there is a little sure. something. Yeah. But I, I enjoy George Strait. George Strait. As a person, he's always been very kind to me. Uh, and number three? And then the still relevant legend, Tim McGraw. Which, by the way, does not get the credit for being a legend. Nope. And he is. Relevant. Like, he, humble and kind. Like, he. That's such a strong song today. Today. And he's saying, he didn't write it, right? but he's saying it. And he's not, he doesn't lie and say he wrote it. Like, Laurie McKenna wrote it. Who I've become great friends with, but she wrote Girl Crush. And Laurie's just a fantastic writer. 
but he can still put out songs and they sound today-ish. You can do that one. I mean, we can go back a few years to Highway Don't Care when he puts Urban oh, and Taylor yeah, on a record. When we were kids, McGraw was huge. Mm-hmm. Like Indian Outlaw, we Don't kids. Take the Girl. I remember listening to the radio in like sixth grade. Yeah. And, but Chesney's the same way. Yes. So if we're gonna time. if we're gonna put them, him and Chesney are both legends that are still relevant. Yes. And that's a weird, hard place to. to and Chesney's be. growing on me because I just didn't listen to a lot of Chesney growing up. His beach sound loses me a bit because really? I'm not a beach person. <laughs> you know, I'm just yeah. not a beach person. You're more of a I'm, of a tree person. You know, I'm. I'm uh, more of a woods. Wilderness woods yeah. person. Well, now I'm more of a Wi-Fi person, if I'm being honest. <laughs> I mean, yeah, so it's really different from let, the beach. Let's just keep it 100%. Like, <laughs> I just want to be on my computer, on my laptop, be on Twitter. And yeah. Yeah, but but that new uh, Pink and, and Kenny song is fantastic. I was talking to Kenny, and the mics weren't on. And he was like, I said, hey, crazy, huh? Like, the success of this song, because it was going to Hot AC and still is. Mm. Which is a contemporary radio. I ain't country. Um, so, <laughs> that ain't country. <laughs> and I was like, congrats. All they hit the top 40 in Hot AC. And he was like, it's crazy because this song has given me another seven years. And I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, well, because kids now, what do they care about Kenny Chesney? They goes, my concerts are aging out too. It's so true. And, you know, the younger people there are 38. He goes, however, because this song is so cool. You have 25-year-olds listening and going, I love that song. And then get into here, going back to hear some of the older stuff. Yeah, they he get it, to know him. And so then, that song was so big, it gave him eight years. Eight more years of, of being relevant. So true. You don't think about that stuff. And it's got to be hard for a lot of artists when they get to that point of their careers where they're not as relevant as they were. You just need good direction. Mm. You have to have good direction once you can't tell yourself anymore. Yeah. Politicians have good direction. The good ones do because – you think they know how to use Twitter and Instagram? No. And you think that governor Mm-mm. of Arkansas is really messaging me? No, we had a great person on his team that he hired, that watched, that saw, and went back around. Anyway, Mike, how long we into this? 125. Oh, we're probably too. Right. We're, we're probably long, mm-hmm. huh? Yeah. Go, what, go another hour? We probably could have no. Saturday. Who's your, fa- <laughs> who's your favorite jazz artist? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Miles Davis. Yeah. That dude was good. All right, we're going to go. Uh, we here. done? That was fun. Yeah, it's fun, right? Can we do it again next week? Why don't I just be your fill-in when people can't come? Like, like I was a little bummed, just not to bring this up you know, last minute or anything before we leave, but I was just a little hurt when you asked me to do it last time and then passed First of all, here's, Hold up. Here's hold the problem. Up. Go ahead. Go ahead. How long, and, do we, how long do we have to talk before we go over time? <laughs> you got two minutes, Eddie. Okay. And, and, and so, you know, you had invited me mm-hmm. and then like not even 30 seconds later, you're like, eh, canceled. Sorry. Mm-mm. That's not what I said. You did. I, I said, Eddie, do you want to do the Bobby cast? Send. Pass. I said, hey, I'm in town. Can I do the Bobby cast? I'm not kidding you. I, I'm going to say the word literally. And I don't use the word literally. Mm-hmm. Within a minute. 30 seconds. I got it. And it probably earlier than that, but literally within a minute, past license, Eric did. So he goes, hey, oh, I'm going to come to the Bobby. Everybody wants to do the Bobby cast now. And I'm just trying to hold some of them off. Yeah. Like if Marin Morris has asked me three times to come on this. She and, has? Yes. And I'm like, let's hold off a minute because. Eddie's got to come do his. Eddie's got to go first. Yes. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that. Mostly it's because the, the superstars come on the radio show for now and the behind the scenes that is here. And. And that's what I want this to be. Well, I was going to say that I did listen to the Pasley one, and it's really, really good. And Eddie listened. He goes running at night like a moron. I did. And then wonders why he's so tired in the morning. <laughs> no, that's because you go gonna, running at 10 p.m. My wife thinks I'm going to get hit by a car. You are. Because your ears no, are... I have blinky lights. 
Okay, that doesn't mean they're not going to hit you. That's, That's not true. a force field. Very true. <laughs> uh, Eddie on all the socials is uh, at producer Eddie. Right? That is everything. Okay, cool. Um, Mike D is at Mike Destro, D E E S T R O. Mike Destro at Mike Destro on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. Uh, thank you guys for hanging out. This is the Bob- Bobby Cast. This is going to be a popular one. Is it? Yeah, because people like it whenever show people come in. Oh, okay. They, they, they're different kinds of likes and levels. Yeah. Like they love the Lindsay one. Oh, yeah. I listened to that one. Um, and they, that was long. That was long because it's like this one. You just, you just yeah. have so much to talk about. Yeah. And but people love the Caitlin Smith one. Another good one. But, and again, Caitlin and I really know each other, but she was very interesting and her story was super mm-hmm. interesting. But people love the Amy one. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it. it ah, whatever. Who cares? All right. Who uh, cares? What what episode is this? Twenty three. Twenty three. Wow. That's it. Thank you for listening. I had a bunch of clips you already put up, and I never played any of them. Oh, I had my uncle's songs. Oh, like the guy that the, the winning song. Well, that's Theo Fufa, but I had. Oh, same band? No, no, no. I had another uncle that. Oh, another. Okay, boy. Wait, no, and all heard? Eddie. Every city we go to to play Raging Idiot shows, and, and we go all around the country. We've been to all corners. Eddie's always got an uncle there. You all think I'm joking, but I, my mom had 13 brothers and sisters. So yeah. Like shout out Leroy, who was our last. He was in Tampa. Yeah. Leroy. Leroy. <laughs> who who came to our show in uh, a few weeks prior to that? And was like, oh, my Theo Luis, my Uncle Luis and his son. I hadn't seen him in like 20 years. Like, they, they go hard. <laughs> they go hard. They go hard. <laughs> hard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you guys for hanging out. Eddie, thanks, man. Thank you. Guys. All right, bye, everybody.